welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. Hey guys, thank you for coming to my new place. That's why it's super... You say big. my new place. It sounds like you own it. It's pretty empty in here. Yeah. It is. He's just squatting. <laughs> exactly. Squatter's right. <laughs> it's an empty factory. <laughs> the picture on the wall of that Chinese family differs from what you're saying. <laughs> well, when are they back? Family. We have to leave before they are back, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they, right now they're at dinner. Otherwise, they'll so, call the police. We have like okay. 35 minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's speed right. it up then. Um, so... <laughs> This week, on the, the first, for the first time at my place, in like two years of podcasting, we're going to talk about strap-ons. Yeah. Right? Just it's like Christmas for Dimitri. Is that, is that okay? I mean, I'm prepared either way. <laughs> He's always ready. I can talk about strap-ons all night long. All <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That's his little name I give them. All night long. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all night medium. <laughs> Average. <laughs> I think we're going to... Um, to um, talk a little bit about the different types of straps, maybe some of their qualities, some websites we like to, to shop from, um, the importance of them in general. They're all on the dark web, all of them. <laughs> exactly. Some Instagram <laughs> accounts to follow. And if you guys did listen, we did have um, Aaron, who specialized in that, right? Made a living out of it Yeah. in uh, one of our podcasts. So I think that's um, a good takeoff point as to why we're talking about this episode. Uh, maybe what to look at when you're shopping and maybe what to avoid as well because I think it's it's easy to fall into the trapping and kind of ruin a watch if you um, yeah. if you don't put on 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 the right strap as well there's an Instagram account that's like a Lenge on 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 natos oh yeah I showed you the pictures right yeah 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 and they even like put like natos are too uh, large oh, yeah, and right the, the language like 20 it's like 24 millimeter like <laughs> with this <laughs> is like disgusting and they just take all the pictures all the time with those and it's like oh just kind of like folds into the lugs right it's just that's terrible yeah we were talking about the dark web no you were talking about the i've talk never, about never talked about dark yeah, web. never been there i have no idea how to get there. and four kind of bus do you have to take uh, to get there all the chans oh <laughs> i don't think i don't think it's apparently eight i don't think four chan qualifies as dark web dark web is no. like you, you need special browsers and stuff right I've never, I've, I've no idea. Like literally, have no idea. Like, I feel like it's. You should know some. Oh, all the people, you should know. Well, I feel, I feel targeted. I don't Stop like. Stop exposing it. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's like, why are you winking when you're saying you don't know what it is? But it's true. It's exactly like I the, have a the, tick. The description's like Google's an iceberg, right? So you're at the top mm. of it. He's like, if you want to go into the dark web, everything underneath. It's like really the wild but west is it, right? is it is it like a website that you just can't google or is it like a specific but there's no uh, google uh, application that you have to use kind of like remember the mirk or mirc chats like back in the day yeah where you have to like know the ip address to connect and then you have like an, a, 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 a bunch of people yeah. talking almost like forums or like a group chat whatever yeah and yeah. yeah i guess so anyway interesting this is not where you buy watch straps yeah that's not <laughs> i mean maybe like human skin watch straps oh my god <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, you can buy people. Oh, oh wait, look. there's pictures of me there. This one is very smooth. Looks very... <laughs> a great specimen. Um, Dima, what are you wearing this week? So this week, I uh, honestly, I just put it on yesterday and I, I'm wearing it today also. I'm wearing my Seiko SPV-143 again because for the last month or so, I've only been wearing my Speedmaster because I got um, two different straps from, and it's good for this episode, two different straps from Iron Bespoke. And I was kind of like flipping between the two. And uh, like just because of that little change, two nice straps, 
kind of elevated my watch again to like the the, mo- the the time where I was like obsessed with just wearing the Speedmaster and I just couldn't take it off. I was wearing it every day for a month. And and on that, I want to ask you, you had bought a cheap watch strap and you said, um, after you threw up violently, you yeah. were like... At you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, on me. <laughs> Ruined my evening, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the Where was it from? Was it like... No, get, it watch was Gecko. No, no, no. It wasn't online. It was um, actually no. Maybe it was online. <laughs> yes, way. it was online. It was online. It was online. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Watch Gecko. Watch Gecko. So yeah, it was one of those. Like Gecko or Watch Gecko, and you were very, and you see, he put it on a. But 6, it wasn't for my Speedmaster though. It was oh, for no? something else. So I think I, I bought it for my. Was it maybe it was your SKX? My, I think it was my uh, Orient. I think your Orient or your yeah, SKX or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it just didn't well, didn't work. And also, but you see, it was a cheap strap well maybe it was on your orient then it made more sense because it's a cheaper watch but, but also because it was a because orient was a 21 millimeter lug width so there's not a lot of options so that was like one of the only ones right watch gecko has a lot of good i think quality straps. yeah they do they do yeah but the one that i bought uh because it was 21 millimeter there's not a lot of options yeah it's how, not much, a very how much did you pay for that if you don't mind oof, me asking? I, I i do mind actually a couple, a couple, <laughs> shekel, a couple yeah. shekels uh honestly how dare you <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure it was probably within like 40 50 bucks canadian not more okay. like it's just a very generic price let's say right shipped and taxed and everything so the yeah maybe 70 but not more than that i don't yeah. think so i don't remember it was not it okay. was not like memorable let's say the price it was very yeah. basic yeah, yeah nominal there all right cool i'm gonna finish with you i'm gonna go next yeah, I'm wearing my Rolex Air King, the previous version, so the one one six nine hundred. Still not sold looks, yet. That's why it looks ugly. Yeah, um, there's a lot of them to sell right now. On, like, I'm, on, I'm on the list for the new one. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not. I put myself on the list for to have that leverage of having purchased. Well, all no, those a, buddy, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine wants it. Yeah, and we went, and I, and we did the whole like, oh, uh, I'd like to be on the list for that. I, and would you like to try it on? And I'm like. Sure. I tried on. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. I go, do you want to try to my friend? I'm like, you should try it on. Let me know what you think because <laughs> this is going to be for him, right? <laughs> and um, he likes the Air King you have, but he likes the new one for all of the same reasons that we listed, really, the yeah. new K-shape that sports it. And the Zero, now it's Loom. The Zero, the, the Loom, buckle. yeah. But it really <laughs> is the crown guards, I think, and the K-shape that yeah. gives it that whole GMT Master, Samariner feel. It really is just like the Samariner. And it... By the way, and so I tried it on for the first time. Wears really well. And better it's shitty than, because better than his, eh? Huh? Better than this one, really. Well, it's different. It's a different sure. dress. It's a different watch. That one's, a, that one's just dressier. Yeah. I find. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, I've been wearing it uh, on the bracelet, and I've been wearing it a lot at work. And, you know, I'm good with my watches, and I hit them everywhere. Normally, I'm, I'm, I'm good, like, the first two, two weeks of a new desk or something, I just, like, hit it on the desk every time I try to bring my arm over the desk and stuff like that what, why are you so st- stupid, stupid. Yeah. yeah he's he's young he's still learning his own body and like the, the <laughs> dimensions yeah. and the limits right yeah. um it's like perception. you get a new car and you can't reverse into parking spot because you're still learning the dimensions it's, that's him he puts yeah, a I cork. go by sound so when it go when it crashed go okay what are you a daredevil <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he's like but, a but, I'm stu- but i'm stupid <laughs> he's like a no like a deaf daredevil <laughs> he puts um he puts cork on his fork so he doesn't like stab his eye. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, Ugh. but I eat the cork, so you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so, like you know, I get there, like new desk, new chair, and everything. I'm just not used to it. So I was hitting my Rolex uh, one, one, once, once a day on something. Chair, chairs and, are and, weird. And you know, those were like lease stuff. They purchased uh, like new desk and chairs. So the new stuff come in. So they swapped everything, right? 
So like the learning curve started again. <laughs> so for like a full month, the Rolex just got even more beaten up. So yeah, now it's really scratch. So yeah, the, the Air King 116900, uh, if you want to buy it <laughs> and you don't see the scratch on the pictures, uh, call me, I'll send you more pictures just so you know, right? No, no bad surprises. But don't you think that if you notice scratches that you'll get a refund? There's you, no refund. I can you will you never get your fucking buddy back. <laughs> I'm going to disappear. <laughs> Girl, who? <laughs> Fake my own death. Well, on Quarantine 4, you can find me under Rodrigue. No. <laughs> exactly. I don't think you can find it. It's tough. It's, yeah. I know, I'm joking. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kevin. I am wearing uh, something new. I bought it shortly after... Um, the sub. The sub. And it was an opportunity. That's what happened. So... I'd already been on the, um, um, <laughs> see that with Nock was actually uh, Carl's Rolex. I had already been on uh, Chrono 24. Um, and you know when you save a search, right? Yes. No, yeah. no idea what that means. So I save, I saved the you search. You don't want to go on Pornhub. Uh. <laughs> I saved on a search uh, uh, for Grand Seiko's Qu- in Canada, period. Uh, there's three of them <laughs> at <Yeah>. any time. <laughs> and uh, one came up. So I, I'm wearing a brand new, and it's like new. This this person had bought it in 2022. It's the SBGP 013, and it is a um, 9F quartz, 9F85 quartz, accurate to 10 uh, uh, plus or minus 10 seconds a year. It is a 40 millimeter diameter lug to lug 47, thickness 10.6, absolutely perfect dimension watch, 20 millimeter lugs, uh, 100 meter water resistance. Uh, not much to say. It's that metallic blue. It's everything. <laughs> yeah, and and to be honest, based on the prices of Chrono Twenty Four, the person was selling it literally. I'm not even kidding. About eight hundred dollars less than everyone else. And I was like, first thing I go, box papers. Yes, motivated in Canada, so I don't have to pay any duties. And then I just said, can you open? Um, uh, when did you buy it? February twenty twenty two. It didn't jive with him. No scratches. Crystals perfect. Uh, I sized it. Yeah, uh, opened it up. The movement, everything's perfect. So, I'm gonna say one thing: date just killer in a lot of ways. Like, there's no fluid bezel. I get it, but as a date just, which is this overall oyster perpetual, whatever you want to call it, yeah. as a perfect overall little sport, it's great. It really is excellent. And uh, Grand Seiko really puts to shame Seiko. Once you wear it, you go because at the price I paid, it's selling for. I paid like sixteen hundred Canadian, sixteen eighty Canadian. Like sixteen eighty. Two thousand five hundred. No, three thousand five hundred. One thousand six hundred. One thousand six hundred eighty. Yeah. Everything all in. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. That's Norm- how much I paid for my SPD one forty three. So wait, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring it backwards. So it sells for thirty five hundred brand new. You never buy Grand Seiko brand new. Most of the prices online for brand new was about twenty four hundred. And that one was at sixteen eighty. No, it was a little bit more, and I negotiated it down a little bit. Got it. So when you look at that, it's I go fuck. Uh, some of the new Seikos are like twelve hundred, yeah. uh, a thousand US, eleven hundred US, a twelve hundred on bracelet. You go, it's almost the same price. You get one of the new Seikos that's like the SPV or the new uh, Captain Willard, whatever, but also like a special edition. Two thousand dollars. That's two thousand dollars. Yeah, this was like fifteen, sixteen, and then if you get yeah. a special edition of that, yeah, yeah. it's like two thousand dollars. So, it, it, but it, this it, is night and day, night and day. So I was like, you know what? S- search for Grand Seiko, used whatever, and then, oh, it's the nine F quartz. It 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 puts it to shame in the sense of 
Shame on you, Seiko. Get it, get it together. Yeah, because Grand Seiko is just doing really, really well. Last, um, last episode, I finished with the watch I, we used to um, hate and now we love, right? Yeah. And the last one was Quartz. Movement. Yeah, yeah the, the nine I, of Quartz, yeah. Right? And I was like, I need to get one. And I'm hiring right now the SBGV 239, right? This BGV, that one, yeah. It's right? so a little bit different, the case, I think. I think it's this. It's SBGP. So there's BGV. The dial is a bit different, right? But I think the case is the same and the, and the bracelet is the same. SBGV, which one? Uh, 239. It's a heritage collection. Maybe maybe it's the same watch, just previous generation. No, I think the SBGV, if you look at it... Oh, yeah, the just, bracelet is different. And, but I think it's also a more angled case. Mm. It's a little bit sportier. No, yeah. I'm serious. I think it's... It's a, a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, the bracelet also has the same thing as my Speedmaster. So it has like the mid-links, the little narrow mid-links yeah. in the middle section. Yeah. I'm mm. not sure exactly what the name of that is properly. But yeah, but the case itself, mine's just a little bit rounder. Mm. This is like more... Cla- this yeah. is, But I like this. I, in fact, love... Did you see the new Grand Seikos that were released this week that are based on the 44GS that are 37 millimeters that's automatic? I'm like, that is... Perfect. That's yeah. exactly what everyone wants in the GS yeah. is the 44 GS case. Yep. Automatic, 37, 6 millimeter. I'm like, that's perfect. Like, that's a perfect dress watch. But yeah. Just, uh, I just tried it on the, the watch that uh, Ken was talking about. It's fucking fantastic. It's really good. The, Grand Seiko, I, I, yeah. Like, I got to say, the finish, everything about it is yeah, just, fin- the finish, finish is, is perfect. Amazing. And I, for a used watch, and I was looking around like at uh, different angles because it has high polished sides. There's zero scratches. It's brand new. Like, no, zero. Especially like if you look at the sides here, Got they get nothing. scratched very quickly, right? There's nothing. Yeah, no scratches. Yeah, nothing. And the bottom of the bracelet, the yeah, clasp nothing. here, there's yeah. no scratches. It's, bra- it's mm. super it says, polished. Yeah, yeah. Bracelet is fucking comfortable. Uh, I'm curious, what, you, what do you think about the tapering? There's no taper almost at all. No, not really. But I don't think I need tapering. Maybe all like the a time. One, one, two millimeter at best. Yeah. But I don't it's, think I need it's, tapering it's all really the time. Nice. It's, it's fantastic. It is so comfortable. Yeah. Really, really good. I can't believe that this costs. As much as a, 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 a brand Seiko, new yeah. SDB, like a Seiko. Or even if you were to pay 400 more and yeah. get it at 2000 it's still a good deal. It's a whole yeah. different finish. Like it's a whole different finish level. It's not, you can't compare it to any of the Seikos that, that I ever owned. Yeah. This finish, the finish and the, the fit is, is not the same level at all. It's grand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No. And uh, it kind of ruins... direction, I, please. So my, and my only thing is, as um, if you like watches... Grand Seiko will ruin, or it may, it may ruin Seiko for you. In the <laughs> sense that you'd be like, you know what? But it will. It will. It will. At that price point, it will. I agree with you. And if it's $10,000, it won't. No, but if you can get a $3,000 or $2,000 quartz. <laughs> or like $1,700. Yeah, $1,680. If Grand Seiko made like an SCP-143 style diver, it would ruin Seiko for me forever. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. But they do have something very cool right now, but it's a big watch, right? The 44 millimeter. It's a bit big. SBG229. Yeah. If it had something like 40 millimeter It'll size, kill it. It'll, I would, it'll, it would just kill everything. Kill. Yeah. yeah. It would actually be one of the best divers probably ever. Yeah. But speaking of Seiko, just to add, like, I'm kind of eyeing, and I still didn't do it because I'm kind of, you know, I'm, uh, let's say I'm a bit uh, in the money savings uh, period right now. I... I am. I, I, you're I wanna, bankrupt. That's what you're saying. Well, not really. <laughs> I eat a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghettios. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, not really. Uh, I, I'm eyeing the, uh, the 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 new Omega. Well, the the green Seamaster. 
as soon yeah. as I get that, this is going for sale immediately. Right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to wear this again. No. The only way I would go back to Seiko is I'm probably going to end up going to the original one that I've had as my first watch, right? The SKX. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unless I go to Grand Seiko route. I do love Seiko, but also there's a time where kind of you kind of grow out of it uh, a little you bit do, at yeah. some point. There's nostalgia of anything. Yeah. Nostalgia is the only reason why I would own a Seiko after that. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Great story. Fantastic. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> I wish we cool. had more time, but we don't. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right so watch straps yes do we talk about some watch release before that or we can I mean, well I'm, I'm, how are we doing for time or we can get the releases after what we do can do it we can we can do like a little pause in the middle yeah. and then well let's mention. do it yes a couple let's of the watch it. releases so which one what's the watch release that we want to talk about uh, the well there's one? the tissot telemeter 1938 that so, came out looks really nice yeah a bit big though <laughs> oh yes so, uh, so let's so i'll introduce it really quickly the tiso telemeter 1938 so sorry page we can't find you so the 19 uh, yeah, the, 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 you might have network the, their, website, problems. their website link for it is down right now oh, oh yeah, okay it is so what we're looking at is a um it really makes you think because i don't know if any of you follow the the tgv he was always wearing this beautiful tiso janeiro which was this old chronograph but certainly, I feel that this year for Tissot has been the year of the chronograph. A lot of chronograph releases. Uh, the Tissot telemeter just recently released is based on the 1938 version. So a telemeter is actually different from the tachymeter. The telemeter had to do with the, the distance. You can calculate someone's distance. So based on when a, a, a bomb or a missile or some kind of artillery was fired, the moment it fired to the moment it would explode, you would start the telemeter and you'd be able to identify how far... So it has far to do something with like mass extinction, like people dying. Yeah. yeah. So you're it, able to, to actually see it, It's to measure the distance of an object You see the nuclear mushroom cloud. an individual observation with sound. With sound, exactly. So right. the moment it would launch... So it, the moment it, it, it would, it's from the 30s and the 40s. They were mainly... During the Second World War, they were, that's where they were useful, right? Exactly. After that, they came out of style because people didn't need to measure Everybody who bombing. needed them died in the war. <laughs> exactly. um, but if you want to have a less gruesome uh, alternative is you can also um, observe like where, how far you are from a lightning strike or stuff like that. So if you want to know if like a thunderstorm is coming your way, like when you see the lightning, you start the, your um, telemeter. And when you hear it, you stop it. You can check a distance. And okay. after that, you do it again at the next one and you can know if it's coming your way or going away, but if it's getting shorter or longer, right? Right. If it's <laughs> closer, <laughs> it's probably coming your way. It's probably, yeah. If you're wet, you're in it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a 42 millimeter uh, dial based on a Valjoux 7750. Uh, movement, right? Uh, 68 well, minutes. The movement is architecture that's similar to the to the Valju 77. Yeah, it's sorry, new, similar. It's a Valju A05.231, right? And 68 hours of power reserve. Great movement. Adds a Nivacron balance spring, power reserve at 68 hours. Uh, it's bulletproof, reliable. The watch comes in, as you said, quite large at 42 millimeters in a polished stainless steel 15 case. millimeters thick. 15 mi But that's okay. Oh, 15? 15. Oof. I'm okay. Yeah, I've, I've worn 15. It's all right. Yeah. In a watch that big, it's, it's okay. It's when it's... It's a lot, though. It's a lot. It's when it's... It's, it's starting to be a big watch. It's, it's going to be like... It's going to take a lot of real estate. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the Tudor Black Bay uh, GMT the Pro. Or, the yeah. original one was Mono Pusher in 37. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, I don't know if you saw the pictures of, of the original one. Like, yeah, I, I did. The yeah. comparison. Like, the... I will oh. say very <laughs> attractive, very, very attractive dials. Both are very beautiful. If only they could have made him a little bit smaller, as you say. Yeah. Price is good for them. 39, though. Is it because of the movement that they just can't fit into a smaller case? 
I don't know what it is about Swatch in general. They just can't make a smaller watch. But I find that uh, a lot of, especially if you look at micro brands also, right? Like all the Nevada Gretchen's and... Uh, um, like oh, they're able to make it smaller. Well, but you often see that, not necessarily smaller, but I find that a lot of them, the cases are thick. So they put those ETA movements in there, right? The chronographs. Cases are like 15, 14.5, right? As if as if they have to, I mean, maybe I'm... I think, I think a part of it is, a, is the automatic. So you need to have that right. rotor. Right. The moment you make it manual wind, it will be thinner. And uh, a lot of the older, and especially this could have been probably better with a manual wind because mm. of the fact that it is supposed to be like a vintage, vintage watch. Yeah. You know, Excelsior Park does that with manual wind. The new Omega Speedmaster 57 is a manual wind. Like it keeps it on the thinner side. You probably so, would have gained more, I mean, from the enthusiast side, right? If it was a smaller watch just because it's vintage. So it has to go with the vintage sizes. But I wonder, they probably have, Swatch knows a lot. They probably have a business case saying, no, no, people want automatic. Don't give them a manual wine. No one's going to oh, buy it. Oh, for sure. 100%. They're huh? like, fuck that. People don't want to have to wind their watch. They just want to wear it. You're oh, like, for sure. All right. For sure. Because the market for Tissot is not necessarily people that are like hardcore watch enthusiasts. Exactly. Somebody's kind of getting into it or maybe not so knowledgeable about watches or just people like, it's, it's a huge market, right? So uh, it's, Probably not necessarily. I'm sure they've done a huge business case. There's no way they no, haven't. They can just go like but this data. Is, they're selling already, right? Automatic over 40 millimeter and like stuff like I, that. I mean, this is a uh, their re-release of this watch from many, many years ago. It's their first shot at it. It won't be the last one. Watch them come out with a manual wine version. Watch them come out with one that's smaller. I'm glad they didn't put a date. Good for them. Yeah. Good on them. They normally put dates and they shouldn't. I like the release. I think it's a good step in the yep. right direction. I don't see any wrong with it. I agree. So, so and it's uh, very nice. So it's like almost two thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So like smash or pass, you buy one if you, you have can negotiate it. It's never going to yeah. be at that price. Okay. But you could probably get it for a little bit cheaper for an automatic chronograph from a Swiss, oh, Swiss chronograph. It's not bad. I think I, I think it's fair. Yeah. I think it's a fair price also for that uh, for, for what okay. you get. Swiss automatic chronograph. I don't think there's many below that price or significantly below that price. But you can still get a, a slightly used but perfect condition Grand Seiko <laughs> for your price. <laughs> right, it's a new old stock almost, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, one thing I'm curious, I'm looking at the pictures of this watch. How long is the lug-to-lug distance? It seems that they're kind of uh, big. At least two. But it should be at 40 some. It should be 50 millimeters. It looks like so 50. Even, like it's a, it's a big watch. I think lugs are also not curving down, so it's, it's a big watch. Yeah. But uh, it's the like same they, critique, they, I think, they, that they... Um, it's probably the same critique that they gave to the, um, the PRX chronograph. It's thick, it's large. It just came out, like yeah. 50, 50 plus. What's, what's the uh, diameter of the PRX? It's like 40? 42. Oh, yeah, it's that big, the For PRX? the chronograph. Oh, the chrono. 40 yeah. for the regular oh, three-hander. Okay. Yeah. And then it's... And I think it's over 15 millimeters thick for the thickness. Check it right now. Or at least 14.9 or... It's actually very, very. Um, yeah, I'm looking thick. at it now. Let's see. It's it's for sure thick because if it's the same movement, then you have to be. It's a oh, it's a, it's a three dial movement, so it can be the same exact movement, but it's probably also very thick. Uh, dial to the the case. Fourteen point five. It's yeah. not bad. It's, 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 it's actually not bad. It's, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's right it's, there. Yeah. No, it's 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 it's. I, why I say it's not bad is because if you look at it from the side, it's kind of my like my Speedmaster. So the top. The case, the, the the glass is curving down, and the bottom part of the case also is curving. So yeah. it's 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 kind of it's it's it doesn't feel, I guess, as thick as it is. It's not a slab like thing some Tudors. You know? And the thing is, is that All when you them. get when you get into these brand names, that where the challenge is, they go, "Would you pay two grand for a Tissot?" And that's where people go, "Wait, wait a minute, I could probably start." 
flirting with Oris. Grand Seiko. Yeah. Oh, no, but you know what I mean? Like getting into some brands at that at that level, you're like, you can get into mm-hmm. some some but, better but Longines, which is the luxury swatch compared to Tissot. But you're also, I agree with you, but you're also talking to like a guy who obviously is like a very knowledgeable about watches, right? Somebody who's not knowledgeable about watches, you know the Tissot. You don't know Oris, but you know Tissot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody who's not super knowledgeable about watches, and but you have maybe a slightly bigger budget, you'll be like, you know what? I, I'll buy a $2,000 Tissot. Yeah. Right, because it's like at the upper, like at but the top, at the top, same top price, of Tissot. The same price, you can get a Longines Big Eye. Sure. Which is a column wheel vertical clutch chronograph for like 3000 bucks as well. Right, yeah. Canadian, because it's 19 US, right? So 1900 no. US. So, so it's about the same price. The Big Eye is a vertical wheel. And, and Longines is a better name still than, yeah. than Tissot. <clears throat> All part of long, of a uh, swatch, but yeah, sure, cool. Um, Good point. What's the next release? Oh, I, uh, the Cassiopeian Full Metal. What oh, do you guys yeah. think of that? Oh. Uh, well, it's Cassiopeian Metal. <laughs> yeah, that's all you think. You hate Casios, <laughs> but fair enough. For me, it's like it's a bit. It just now it's. I so, was a little underwhelmed. Yeah, I'm curious to hear because I you you mentioned it to us before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to hear one why. thing. The bracelet's great. If it's just like my Full Metal G, love it. Um, what I, I was disappointed with, I just, you know, I find underwhelming. It looks a little bit like a mod. It feels like they took one of the plastic ones and they just put it in a case. I feel the dial needed maybe a little bit more polish, something to make it pop. I don't Have know you why. Seen it in person? No, I haven't yet. Because, uh, I won't to judge. me, it looks exactly like what I've expected. But the yeah. thing is, Cassiope was out for a while, for two years. Yeah. So there are many, so many mods, right? So yeah. you, you probably had the feel of how you would want it, would it to look. look like, yeah. And then I guess because you had like expectations already built up, you probably were a bit like underwhelmed. But, but you know what the thing but is? But it looks exactly like the, the, the regular G-Shock, right? The, right. The 50, same, same bracelet, same everything. The same bracelet. But, yeah. you know, but the 5600 in full metal, the one that I have, when you look at it versus the 5600 that, say, Dimitri has, which is the beater one at, at like 80 bucks, the module is different. Don't, don't share my my. No, no, but just the, your whole life. But wait, <laughs> the module is different. So the screen, the backlight, the crisp of the crispness of the uh, the crispness of the numbers, the legibility, is much higher on my Full Metal G. What I feel with this one is that the dial is the same, and they yeah. just put it in a steel case. Yes, and I feel. <clears throat> You should have. They should have done some improvements to the dial to make it feel a little bit more sure. luxurious. I think the dial. That's what I thought. Maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but it, from the pictures, it looks like the dial is different. It's just the It looks exactly the same, but I think the materials are probably maybe better. I quality. need to see in person. Hopefully, yeah. it's better, more premium, because I love that watch. To me, my favorite so far of the the Casiokes is still the one that you have. That's the metal case with the rubber strap. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. That's great. Yeah, and it's very affordable comparing to this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's half the price. But if it's like the full metal. 5600 that I have, it's really comfortable, wears really well. I love my 5600. It's my favorite Casio of them all, is my full metal G. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't, I rarely see you wear it. I wear it all the time. Actually, when I'm working for home, I wear it all the time. It's your beater, right? Uh, no, I, I have other ones for beaters, like when it really beats something. But that one's the one I travel with. It's multi band, solar. Love that watch. It's, 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 bright it's polished it feels great it wears super well even better than the other casios i have they're exactly the fucking same i have a rose gold one i have the full black one i have one in titanium the wooded metal ip and i showed it to you right but that one the full metal jeep the screen everything given could open a store it's like it could be an 80 like you could just (laughs) oh that's the one yeah Yeah. you should just buy it now (laughs) up to cart oh no oh oh no who did this there's a bunch of red Red, the color red watches that came out recently, yes. right? Yes. 
Can you walk us through them? I'm going to go make us some drinks. Go for it. I think I can. There's the um, Mido just released this new diver uh, with a gradient red dial. T uh, tag, her, uh, which I love this release, by the way. The Tag Hoyer Carrera came out with <clears throat> a beautiful red <clears throat> dial. So it kind of puts into question for um, this, this uh, year, where does red stand as one of the, the colors of the year? So last year, I do think that the colors have been, I think, salmon, probably, oh, and of course, Tiffany blue. Tiffany blue, for sure, has been uh, one of the colors of the year. Uh, so I don't know, last year, what else were the other colors of the year? So Tiffany blue... Green was big last year Green as well. Green was pretty big. Salmon was the year before. But I think this year, red, there's a lot of red coming out. What do you think of the Tag Heuer Carrera that came out, that red one that was just released? I thought that was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, you have to, you have to be really ballsy to wear that watch. Uh, What's the exact uh, model name? I'm going to try to pull it up here. Oris had that red rectangular. I'm going to try to find it. It's I, I, I'll be honest. It's very rare that I actually like Tag Heuer's. Studio like Underdog came out with the strawberries and cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but another red-inspired watch. Oris had that pilot watch earlier this year with the Caliber 400, but it was like a pink salmon dial, so to speak, maybe. Um, yeah, the new Tag Carrera. What's the it's reference? It's excellent. Uh, I didn't find the reference yet. I'm looking. I just found the pictures. You know, Moser has one there. Okay, here they are. Yeah, I have them all. So I'm trying to pull it up here. You got it? Yeah, the Tag Heuer Carrera Red Dial Edition, it's called that. Also a fucking slab, by the way. It's super thick. Yeah. Auto, uh, coming in 39 millimeter with the in-house Heuer 2 automatic chronograph. Automatic with uh, black and rotor, red details, limited 600 pieces. It's a nice fucking watch. Really nice it watch. It is super nice, but I'm always now looking at uh, the thickness. It's 15 millimeters, man. But you know, you tried it's on huge. the Tudor Black Bay Pro and you said it's not as thick as it said. Yeah, because it's a small watch. It's like a 30, what, 39? It's the same dimensions as this. Is it 39 also? Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe if the watch itself is smaller, yeah, it makes more sense. But like, We'd have to see how it sits, the, right? Yeah. How much of it is the crystal as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for right, sure. The versus way, the case, like if it curves, like for example, see my my SPB one forty three, right? The crystal is flat. Imagine this was fifteen millimeters. No, it's true. It's, it's a, true. It's a beast. But th this looks like the crystal is is probably pronounced, right? So, so it's, the, it's, the, it, the metal it curves. It yeah. curves. There's a, I found a picture where you can see the corners. Yeah. Right? So the me it, the metal the metal shouldn't be, and it also depends how the lugs curve down on the wrist, right? Yeah, if yeah. they're not flat, it might it's wear not, really it's well. It's not as offensive, let's say. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. But so I, I would say for me, like like fourteen point five is. Like the upper limit. The limit, yeah. 15 is, is a bit pushing it. I think it always I makes you go, really hmm, it. and then you want to try it on. And, and I'm not, for anybody listening, I'm not really shitting on the sizes. It's just that I know, like, when I buy watches for myself, I know dimensions now. I can just buy a watch, and I, I can buy a watch online by just looking at dimensions, yeah. and I know it will fit or not. I know that for me, if it's over 14.5, I can't just buy it online. I'll have to go see it per, in person first, and then maybe I'll buy, right? Because it's kind of crossing that threshold a little bit. And like it's Mona a, it's Lisa a big would say in part, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Mona Lisa wouldn't say don't anything. Be She's been dead for centuries. Don't be suspicious. No, you never watched Parks and Recreation? Yeah, of course. John Raphael's sister? Yeah. Don't be Mona suspicious. Lisa, yeah. Don't be that suspicious. wasn't the Mona Lisa that I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> John Raphael and Mona Lisa. That's <laughs> money me. Money, money please. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel that red is the color of the... It seems like there's a lot of red watches this year. What do you think, oh, Dimitri? Blood. 
uh, red. Um, I don't know what's the color of watches this year. I think green for me was big. Yeah, uh, still, still, still big. Huh? Well, again, it's it's my own perception, right? Because I I saw the new Omega come out, the 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 Seamaster, and I'm like, wow, this is a great green. I I love it. Yeah. But I found that maybe it's not necessarily like a particular car. It's a specific type type of colors. I found that this year, from for my perception, was also the year of like pastel colors. So the Oris came out with those colors yeah, for the Propilot X, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Propilot X specifically, right? There was like all the, the Propilot. It was like yeah. a like a pastel uh, pink, yeah, blue, yeah, right. Like uh, those were like the the subtle, let's say, faded out colors. Those to me were the colors of the year. Yeah, yeah. original, unique, but not too bright, not yeah, too yeah, in your the face. pastel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it with Zin. Exactly, the one what's the one of the five five six. Five five six. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Also, what do you think? I was l- reading this, and it's the first time that Zenith finally has a waiting list for one of their watches, and the Defy Skyline finally seems to. I don't know what to think about this because. It looks like, hey, they're now getting watches on the waiting list. While everything in the news is showing that the market is kind of slowing down. People are getting called for some mariners that don't deserve it. And, and uh, it really, really feels that it's... it's deserve it, don't deserve it and decline it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. These fucking people. Exactly. <sighs> God, I hate them. Uh, but, it's um, interesting. I, I'm very happy I don't, for Zenith in general. I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's very weird. So that, that much of a demand for the Zenith Skyline, but, but, which... We saw, tried on. I was a little bit weirded yeah. out because the second hand ticks 10 times per second as it, it ticks a around. High beat. Yeah. It is a high beat. Yeah. But the second hand doesn't tick like this. It does like this deadbeat 10 second around as a small second hand register, so to oh, speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very... Yeah. But I was reading those articles of like, now they're on the wait list and everything. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a lot of people, Right. It doesn't mean they didn't produce. It like, but it's also like... When we make you, two when, watches a year. No, but when you <laughs> it's read, a wait list. There's but, three but guys not, that want to buy. <laughs> exactly, right? But that's the thing. Sometimes you read an article that says like, oh, people are online or for years and you click on their article and it's like 3% on Reddit, right? Yeah. So sure, it's for, a different production level. Right? Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, so the, maybe there's a wait list because they're, I don't know, making... No, but it's a first step. Because they're, they're making 5,000 of them a year and now they have 5,001 person who wants but, 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 but it's still a very good sign because it's a balancing act, right? As soon as they, let's say they produce $50,000 a year comparing to, let's say, Omegas or, or Rolexes, yeah. right? But then as soon as there's a waiting list, they can up it to like 75, let's say, for example, right? And then maybe they will see if there's still more, more demand and then they, it's, it's a good sign yeah, for... Do, do you think they'll have the ferry approach? There's like you build as many as the market demands minus two? Yeah. Who's this? Ferrari. Ferrari. Oh, the Ferrari approach. Yeah. I, the yeah. way you said, it, I thought it was this Ferrari. Yeah, I heard Ferrari. I'm like yeah. Ferrari. Ferrari yeah, no. like the Ferrari. Ferrari. Watch. Ferrari. 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 Yes, I, with the hands. Take no. You gotta take breaks in the middle of Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very happy for Zenith because I like I haven't owned it yet, and I think I I, I really want to own it at some point. I love the Chrono Master Sport so much. Oh, me too. Love and, that. Much. Uh, Actually, speaking of Chrome Master Sport, my brain is very crazy. I just my my brain just taking tangents immediately. I watched uh, Moneyball again for the I don't know like nth time, uh, like a, a few weeks ago, and now that I second broken nine nine is like those calculation were perfect. And, <laughs> this is like not, and now watching it, now watching it again, like my eyes are different. Uh, I'm I'm looking at people's wrists all the time, right? I'm seeing watches. And the one of the main characters in the movie is Jonah Hill, who plays this like. Fresh he wearing out, a Daytona, gold Daytona. Yeah. He's fresh out of school, 
out of a very like Ivy League, good. I think it was Princeton or Yale or something. Yeah, yeah. It was Yale. Yeah. He's an uh, he's an economist student from Yale who just graduated. So I don't know where the fuck he was from, but he's wearing it a was, really nice watch. It was his first job. <laughs> Yeah. And he was wearing, it wasn't a gold, it was a regular steel Daytona. Oh, it was a steel Daytona. But even then, even even this was like supposed to be 2000, I think, or 2002 when the, the Oakland uh, Athletics did the, the, the run of 20 games yeah. in a row. Even even in 2000, that was not a cheap watch. That was still multiple thousand dollar yeah, watch. Yeah, but you right? could walk into a Rolex store and buy a steel watch. Though. Yeah, but as a first <laughs> job for somebody who is like yeah. a 22 year old I that just graduated yeah, from like, university. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, but if you're going to an Ivy League school, your parents are rich. Your parents are probably rich. <laughs> but but so, he was supposed to be a like, genius who probably got a scholarship, right? It's like, mean congratulations, you finished school. Here's a Daytona, <laughs> right? Yeah. I saw that because they made it the point, like when they do the when they took a shot, he was sitting there like looking at like fucking numbers. They made it a point to make sure that his watch is in the shot. Yeah. And you can clearly see because he stops for a second, so you can actually read. Like it says, like it's you can see all of the all of the all of the dials, and yeah. the, you see it's Daytona. And, <laughs> it says Folex. I and th- I, I thought that that was maybe like unnecessary. That was my perception. Kind of like, well, Daytona is a very luxury watch, and it's a student who just graduated from university. Like he doesn't. Yeah, but your, your parent did give you a watch when you. Um, didn't give him Daytona. <laughs> no, but not the same type of family per they se, right? Me, they gave me. You a, didn't went to a, Harvard, a like Tag Heuer. <laughs> it was crazy. The tag because Tag Heuer was very popular at the time that I graduated. It was the same price as a Speedmaster because Omega was still in the up and up. You blame your parents for this, it's, eh? Oh, like, oh <laughs> it's only, if only they knew. And <laughs> damn you, father, <laughs> father. And oddly enough, oddly enough, that's what that's what Brad Pitt is wearing in Moneyball. He's wearing a Tag Heuer. Oh, you see, I, I did not, I did not uh, yeah. notice. But that was just is it, is a is he a Bretling uh, person? Ambassador, yeah, him, Driver, Adam Driver, Kylo yeah. Ren, yeah, and, Charlie's uh, Theron, Monster, Charlie's, Cha- Charlie's, Charlie's, Charlie. This guy's name Charlie is his Theron. <laughs> all right so watch straps yeah um for me i have like two suggestions for the people so you want to explain different straps and yeah i have i've listed all of the straps and like (laughs) just gonna go by by order well maybe we'll go here i'll I'll set the table (laughs) really quick so it really makes a difference in all and everything that you have in terms of a watch it can cheapen a watch it could actually almost improve it um and when you're shopping you're gonna want to find a really good quality strap so here are some of the categories that we're going to start with. Like, I think I'm going to start with leather straps. We'll start talking about that. I think leather, this is like having a new pair of shoes. You're not going to wear a really expensive suit and then wear cheap shoes because it'll really cheapen your suit. Like it really makes all the difference. And wearing a nice pair of shoes or having a nice strap on a nice watch can make all the difference. So when you're looking at leather straps, um, if they're well taken care of, they can last you for many, many decades. So I'm going to talk about really quickly the different types of leather. You can get full grain leather when you're shopping. Full grain leather is your top layer of the entire hide. It's not as uniform, so it has a very natural age look. And no one, none of them will look the same. Kind of like when you're shopping for wood, you know, some of them, they go, oh, you... If, I want I want more of this pattern versus that. Do this I look that like Ron Swanson? <laughs> this is this kind of. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more more than you do. <laughs> exactly. This this is the kind of leather that. Um, What's your favorite two by four? <laughs> will will age much more naturally. It'll have a natural age look, but it will patina. It will change as the years go by. Um, and then after full grain, you get what's called top grain. This is the outermost surface of the, 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 the cowhide that's removed. And that's finished. That's much more finished. So you won't get the same patina, but you'll get what you, what you buy. So it's a high quality, well-finished 
type of leather. But believe it or not, it's not as, as well as the full grain. Then you get what's called... Genuine? Sp- split grain. Not even? Okay. So split grain gets... You see that more into the supple and the suede, so to speak. And then finally, genuine leather... That's a term For that's garbage. very dangerous. Yeah, it's garbage. Because it's, garbage. it's like it's it's like the lowest part of the hide. So it's like when you buy hot dogs and it says it may contain meat. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired by no, meat. No, it, it's <laughs> meat. It's meat with quotations. <laughs> it's, and it's like every time you watch a movie that's uh, inspired by real events, it's just like, okay, they thought about them, but then they made They're it both they bobbed. <laughs> <laughs> They're both they bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. So, Genuine leather is, is, is a huge fucking lie. So when you're shopping, you got to be careful to look for these kinds of indicators, specifically yeah. about but leather straps. It, it, the thing is, they're not lying, right? It's real leather. Well, yeah, yeah but it's, but it's, but it's, it's, it's like someone I give you a lime is like that's a real lime. Yeah, but here, here's <laughs> is it also like here's it's a like, T-bone steak, and this is like or here's this is a bag of ground beef. That's exactly, pretty, like, that's pretty much what this, this much is it, his like. tail. Yeah, and here's snout. Is that genuine leather also a mixture of different sources of leather? So that's a shitty source. It's kind of leather, like ground beef. It could have genuine leather. leather, but they could also mix it with other pieces of plastic right. and other things. So it could be genuine. It literally is ground beef. Of yeah. leather. Um, May contain it, traces of leather. Yeah. So the, the point is that keep that in mind when you're and looking. the full grain is Wagyu. What's, what's indicated. <laughs> um, so it's the lowest part of the hide. And that's important. So if ever you go to someone, you can talk about which kind of leather you want. And then finally, there's exotics. Crocodile, alligator, they tend to be the most expensive. My favorite tends to be uh, Cordovan, which is horse uh, hide. Um, there's a beautiful shine stingray um, you can find it on yeah, normal there's watches. all kinds of animals that uh, especially beaver that almost lizard extinct. Yeah. panda bear the kind I of, just got nope. the, <laughs> I just got the ostrich from uh, yeah. ostrich, ostrich leg yeah. yeah so depending on which kind of exotic you want exotics tend to come with, with different materials so do your research on which kind of exotic you want but leather or calf leather is normally the one that has the wide variety of what um, straps you can get. Uh, so question, so for like, exotic types of leather, would it be also like a top grain or genuine? I, Let's I, say if I get like ostrich or whatever. Just uh, call it Aaron. Panda. <laughs> no, but see, would ostrich be, will come with like could ostrich it also be different leg. levels? I don't think they'll go, I don't think when you get into like exotics, there's going to be too much But there's, also, le- there's, there's also less of it. That's a thing, right? So the ostrich's right. leg, there's like this amount of is it like leg or leather something else? Well, normally leg? ostrich comes from ostrich leg. Oh, because so, that's where so, you see the pattern but, of that skin, right? Remember when we were <laughs> at, Let me see that leg. It's like, what, what do you mean? What do you want to do with this? <laughs> but when we were at, uh, at Aaron, like he showed us a full ostrich leg. It is the size of your laptop. It's not a big piece of leather, right? When you, the ad, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. when you have a, a, a oh, cow sure. hide, it's like the size of this table. Well, that's why it costs money. Exactly. So, so my guess is when you have exotic stuff, most of it is good quality because they're just less yeah, of it. Right? right, right. If not, we're probably just not going to... No, it's very fair. The importance of, of watch straps or straps in the watch world can take you, you know, it can really elevate your, your uh, watch game. And a good example and a good history, if you look at Houdinki in itself, started as selling their own watch straps. And they make excellent watch straps, but it, it's allowed them to infiltrate or understand the world of watches through um, <laughs> to infiltrate to infiltrate <laughs> to the world of watches as they have and to, to become and to become so popular they're very yeah. popular especially in North America but or even the world I think they're just incredible well, there's like Houdinki Japan that's like super huge in Japan incredible oh yeah yeah you mean big in Japan big in Japan big in, yeah, yeah big in Japan that's it Every, everyone's big in Japan so or Texas my guidance uh, my first piece big in Texas my first uh, gui- uh, suggestion would be if you want to reach out reach out to get a bespoke example it's like getting a tailored suit can't really go wrong 
speak to someone if you're you know they're going to be able to to walk you through what yeah, it is it could be a little overwhelming yes but something that's even good with that is you have like custom like, like tailored support and for the price difference it's like i was looking at like high quality uh, letter online like a, a strap is like 200 250 shades <laughs> but you can right? you can get you and can like get and like a custom like with Aaron can go around 300 depending on what you get, right? Yeah. But you can pay half <laughs> yeah. the price and get some very good quality straps online. Yeah. IU Hodinki, right? Yeah. It's 165 US yeah. for a full full I mean, leather, yeah, leather yeah, strap. Yeah, very good. So let's jump in there. So what kind of sites would you suggest or types of straps, well, leather straps? For leather specifically? Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I, combatstrap.com. <laughs> to be honest, uh, there's a, a lot of them now. Uh, some of them, depending on your, let's say, depending on your budget, uh, Hodinki is a good choice for sure, yep. right? But it's a bit pricier. Uh, and they, they don't just offer leather straps. They offer all kinds of different straps. Uh, but they're very, very high-quality leather as well. Uh, you can go to... Um, I think you can also go to Strap Code because Strap Code mostly focuses on bracelets. But they also have a bit of a collection for leather straps as well. Yeah, they do. Like very over-engineered, let's say. Uh, I think they're pretty decent quality. Uh, you can go to... Uh, uh, Watch Gecko, which is a ridiculous selection. I think what I like about them is also the fact that there's a lot of pictures. So if you're not sure, you could probably find a, like an Instagram picture or like just a photo on the website with your specific watch, yeah. with a specific uh, watch strap of a specific color that you, you're looking for. So you can kind of see w- the way it looks like. So that's a pretty good choice as well. Did you have any sites that you suggest for leather straps, uh, Carl? I have a, I have two here I want to My share. My only reference is Combat Strap or even Bespoke. And so if you're going Bespoke, but it's people who say, hey, I want to shop online. One I would really suggest, which I really love, I have multiple straps from them, uh, Deluxe. They're based out of Singapore. They make excellent straps for very good prices. So for about $90 US, you can get a full leather strap, handmade, supple. They have videos on their sites. They have curved ends. They have straight ends. Very excellent quality straps, Deluxe. Ken is his name, and he's very, very helpful if you uh, if you reach out to him with questions. And it, you can also choose the watch, many watches, it. like the Swatch Finder, and then they'll, they'll pair it on and show you yeah, pictures. Yeah, I was just, you, know, you just said that. I was, I was going to mention also that uh, you can basically pick the watch and then can digitally impose the strap what you the want. strap would look like on your yeah. watch, which is, I think, a, a fantastic the way to is excellent. See. I'm waiting for one that's out of stock that I want to put on my, my Ming because it's a curved strap. Um, Holbins. Holbins Fine Watch Straps is a website. Normally, I think it's based out of the United States. They carry a multitude of brands. They have Bonetto, Cinturini, Cape Cod, Color Reb, which is an Italian brand often mentioned by, uh, what's his name, uh, TGV, De Beer, which and, is a cheaper type yeah. of, a, of a brand. Erica's Originals, who made herself super popular with. Did you said the beer, the beers, and it's also mm. it's also on uh, it's also on Holben uh, whatever Holben watch straps. Yeah, it's also on the same website, right? The beer. What's no, the I'm saying Holben offers these brands. Okay, I'm yeah. naming okay, right. Okay, okay, yeah. Fl- uh, Fluco, which is a great German brand. Rios, 1931. Uh, Hadley Roma, Haviston, Hirsch. These are great watch I brands. I think another one Holbens. that should be mentioned is actually a Barton watch brand. Watch bands. It's a it's a huge website that sells. Uh, they they cater more like a lot to like NATO style straps, yeah. maybe cloth or like canvas. But they also sell a lot of not. It's a, it's it's big now. It's selling yeah. a lot of leather as well. I buy a lot of uh, Barton straps on Amazon. They're really great. Uh, but maybe what you said they specialize more in textiles. Yeah, 
So let's jump into textiles sure. real quick. Yeah, so what, what's what's text, textiles here? When you say textile, will you... Yeah, okay. Something, so we're looking at NATOs, Zulus, two-piece, canvas. Perlon. Perlon. These are textile strap. Well-woven. Sailcloth. They can be, sailcloth is a little bit different. Uh, but it's a cloth you, with you a consider it, Yeah, you but would you, leather would you consider it uh, textile? We actually, one thing that we didn't mention, I think, before uh, jumping off it's the leather it's, yeah. is the, the, it's not the, the material, it's the type, it's the bund straps. So the bund straps are also mostly historically leather straps. And uh, with it, a leather, that's like, it. Uh, backing. <laughs> backing yeah. And I kind of looked into history a little bit. So they initially were created for the military. And the, the reason why is because, uh, let's say, if you're in uh, extreme conditions when it's like too cold, too hot, you don't necessarily want to have your watch touching your wrist. Yeah. So what this what strap does is that you have a regular regular leather strap, but then you have a layer of leather that's between you and the watch. Yeah. So there's yeah. always something between you and the watch. And the, the actual watch case never touches your wrist. Yeah. yeah. So if it's too hot or too cold, you're never going to get the extremities from it. Yeah, it's also ugly. But it's Well, I think it works for some watches, but yes, it's a very particular style. Well, you look at the handheart, it looks great. Yeah, you get the new 39 millimeter 417 ES, even it the 42 looks, looks great. <laughs> but the, the reason why I said specifically 39 is because 39 is small enough that when you look at the boot strap, the boot strap is, 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 sticks out from, from behind the watch. So the watch, is, the watch dial is smaller so that you can see it on the, around it as well. Yeah. And I think this is really cool. But yes, I agree. It's a very particular watch strap like you can't wear it every day in every situation. It's not versatile at all. So textiles, NATOs, Zulus, two-piece, all these Cam Perlon... Uh, when they're well woven, they can be perfect. Looking at your Tudor, look how great those straps were yeah. on your Tudor Ranger. Uh, when you say Zulu, those are single pass, right? Yes, That's Zulu, a, Zulu, Zulu is a trademark name. I think. Zulu is a single pass NATO, but yeah. it's a bit different because it's a bit thicker. It's a little mm. bit thicker. Yeah. It's a little okay. bit utilitarian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, For people at home, you know. Yeah. When you look For at the NATOs, you get. When you look at the NATOs from Omega Tudor, the quality is excellent, and they can be worn more up. Then one thing's because it's very utilitarian. They can be, they can look very elegant. Uh, Omega is a good example. James Bond came out with a movie, obviously, and then he came out with a watch. But hey, which, I'm James Bond. This is my movie. <laughs> but didn't <laughs> I don't die, <laughs> or do I? Oh, do but I? wasn't maybe there the, one? Maybe in there the last was one. one. <laughs> there was one that came out. It was the Seamaster 300, and it was only on a NATO, right? Yeah, like I a think lollipop. It was one of, it was like a, wasn't it a Spectre? Maybe one of those Spectre, yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I think it was yeah, Spectre. Yeah, I think it was Spectre. exactly that. So I think Watch Gecko is a great site for NATOs. I think that Crown and Buckle is another good one as well. Crown and Buckle is very good. And here's Amazing. the reason I, yeah. I'll bring it up is that you could choose your hardware. So if you want a black PVD, stainless steel, polished, brushed, or even gold plated uh, hardware on your NATO, you can choose that. And they they sell really different high, like high quality NATO straps, and they have let's say they they all high quality, but they have different layers of high quality. Plus, they also have Perlon on Crown. Oh yeah, yeah, they're excellent. And Perlon is like I, I've looked it up quickly. Perlon is called officially Nylon Six. It's still from the same material, but it's it's woven in a different pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a bit it, it looks Perlon. It looks like like wicker almost, right? Material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's a very interesting look. It looks. More, I think dre- very dressy comparing to a standard NATO, uh, and Carmen Buckle has it's, a lot of those. As well. Yeah, I, I have a few Perlons, and they're they're great, especially when you're wearing on on a 
on a uh, on another strap. And, and do they come single pass or double pass? Uh, no, order? they're all single pass. Single also, pass. Also? Yeah, you just go right through. It's like a, the typical watch strap. Um, and you can go two piece as well. You can get like the two piece textile strap. Um, I have it here next to us. The Nomos. The, this is the, the the their textile strap that comes with it. So it's a two piece. You just you just wear it, and it makes it great in the summer. Textiles are great, guys, because you don't have to worry about. You just you wet it. You just clean it with some detergent, let it dry, and, it, and it's good as new. Uh, but a cheap NATO or cheap textile can really cheapen your watch. Yeah. So don't cheap out on 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 NATO straps as well. Um, but I, I like a suggestion for people uh, for about it. NATOs. Yeah. And I think when you when we say cheap out, there's a big difference between something just being affordable versus something being just cheap, right? Best example for that is CWC. They have a line of NATO strap. They call the NATO stretch. Ever ever read about those? No, I don't read. It's, it's <laughs> I don't read. There's a lot of pictures. Um, so <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> um, so CWC are known to do pretty pretty decent um, NATO strap for pretty cheap. You can buy them for like eight pounds sterling, right? With the uh, thirty pounds of delivery, yeah. yeah we're far from them. <laughs> <And> but, twenty <laughs> pounds duty, <laughs> right? But we're far from them. But like as a unit. It's yeah. really affordable. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> why don't you go and suck on my unit? So, on their website, there's all the type of NATOs. There's the one that's uh, original mil- military as specification, the one that they do, uh, and there's even like some really fancy pants one. But they, uh, the NATO stretch is pretty much they Frankenstein everything that was good about every version of a NATO into one. Um, so, that NATO, as the name might suggest, is kind of elastic. Right, but when you look at it, it doesn't look like an elastic band like at all. Pants, like jogging pants, right? Okay. Um, it's the finish is stitched on that NATO. Normally, when it's real NATO, it's uh, welded or burned off, right? They yeah. kind of burn the end and everything. But this one is stitched uh, on both sides at the end, so it's a bit more um, um, durable. Yeah. But you know, it's a bit more expensive because of that, and. The elastic uh, textile that they use is the one that the um, the Marine Française use, so the uh, Marine Nationale, the French Marine National right? uh, Marine Corps. Um, and you can find uh, Marine Nationale straps that are really different, and they kind of look like a um, like a buckle, kind of. But they didn't went with that; they just use the same textile. But what I, what with that elastic band, the thing is, once you set it, you can just pull on it to remove your watch. Yeah, Erica's Originals does that. Right, those parachute, yes, uh, uh, stretch straps, yeah, so very popular these days. Yeah, did we mention uh, cheapest NATO straps as a website? I think that's a worth mention. Also, yeah. speaking of NATOs, I think huge that selection. You have to be careful with them. Mm. I've had some very cheap stuff from them, but I've had some NATOs are a little bit safer because textiles can be. You know, you, it's a it's a three dollar NATO. I mean, what do you expect? You know, I I do agree with you to an extent. Well, sorry, I do agree with you, but I, I, I kind of another tangent. Uh, I wanted to mention that for me, like when I decide what I want to, if I like a specific strap or NATO strap, whatever, I go on Instagram and I find accounts that kind of just take pictures of watches, yeah. right? And one of the accounts that I follow that I wanted to mention is called Ball of Salmon. So this guy literally just takes pictures of watches, right? And I found a lot of different brands through him. And every time he takes fantastic quality pictures, so every single like watch strap that he uses is amazing. And he's been taking a lot of pictures with NATO straps with like Rolex and Omega, and he would write hashtag CNS. And I'm like, what the hell is CNS? 
And I was reading Cheapest in comments. Needles, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I looked up and I'm like, holy shit, they have, right right now, they have layers. They have tiers of quality. So they do have a premium line of needles. Yeah, you got to go premium. Yeah. yeah. It's the cheapest and, and, premium. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that cheap anymore because it's like 15 bucks US yeah. plus all the shipping and everything. It looks amazing. It's like, it's like CWC quality, right? It's yeah. not, it's really good, I think. Yeah. Just to finish on, on that needle stretch, they put three metal loops on it, not two. So you can either like uh, have a, 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 a pass back at the end or just use it as like a full circle if you have a big wrist. Mm-hmm. And all that is uh, 13 pounds. They like Frankenstein everything. They tell on, on the website that it's not like original to the military, but you know, who, who gives a damn? And the third loop is a bit thicker and you can even have it engraved with a phrase or a name yeah. on it. <laughs> and it's like 13 pounds. Right, I think it's a lot of strap for that money. It's like twenty twenty five dollars. Right? You're absolutely yeah, right. You're right. absolutely right. Yeah. Very good. So, outside of textiles, do we have any suggestions we want to go well, through before um, I jump into the next category? Yeah. So, outside of NATO, I wanted to also quickly touch on canvas. Yes. Uh, so, canvas is a, it's 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 a I guess it's a it's a, a bit of a niche between different types of materials. It's a textile, I, yeah. I, uh, I've i owned Canvas once before. I bought it from Barton Watch Traps for my SKX. Yeah. And I loved it so much that uh, uh, apart from the original bracelet with the SKX, I wore that. Uh, maybe it was the second most popular, let's say, uh, uh, strap that I wore with my watch. Uh, and I, kind of like after that, I was like, okay, like I, I do like the way they wear. I, I'm probably going to own more at some point. There's this, again, through, through this guy on Instagram, Bolo Simon, I found... This French company, it's called Avel and Men, that makes canvas straps for watches. They're expensive. Uh, expensive, I mean, like about two hundred dollars per strap. Uh, but it <laughs> but it, it's canvas. It's kind of like the sail cloth that I got from Aaron. Same level of quality, but canvas, right? Very very nice, amazing looking, like really really custom made. And uh, you know how you see like right at the right at the uh, right at where your lugs start, you have like a little. Sometimes you have little knitting here. They they always put a little French flag, okay, yeah, and it's it look, but it looks it's so subtle, nice, right? Because it's a, because it's a good color combination. The the red, blue, and white, it's a good yeah. color combination. So it contrasts very well with different white straps. Canvas normally would fit in a lot of your style, Carol. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's very like field watch. You know, when you look at like you put it on IWC Spitfire, which is a pilot's watch, but you can put it on a lot of watches and it and it works well, right? Very yeah. rugged, but. I agree. And, mm. and if you buy like an expensive one, it really looks like luxurious, you know? I think it's a shame you didn't put it on your Hamilton khaki field, uh, the Murph. Yeah. It would have been looked good on a canvas now I'm thinking about that, yeah? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And finally, finally, uh, when, you, when we talk about um, different types of textiles, uh, something really, really unique. There's this Germany co- a German company called Weltman, and Weltman Munich that makes uh, what straps out of... Uh, recycled materials and they're very unique so it's like denim wool hmm. trash <laughs> garbage <laughs> yeah garbage <laughs> uh it's pretty cool i find that obviously they reinforce like the jean material is not so like hard enough to make a wash trap but they reinforce it with something yeah. underneath you'll usually get like a, maybe a layer of leather on the inside mm-hmm. but it's a good very original look especially if you look at the wool ones it's a very unique look, and in some of the watches that they show, and you can go to the website, and we will post all of the links in our Instagram or in our uh, podcast notes. Yep, it's some of them re- really, really good. Also, really expensive, but high quality. You can see right away. It's worth it. 
Jumping to another type of strap, which I think is important here, as we look at, we also forget rubber straps, synthetics. So you're looking next on the list, we have synthetics. So for those of you who don't like it, you do have to wear rubber sometimes. So when it's really hot out, you got to be responsible, wear a rubber. So it's always plan B. Good rubber strap. I enjoy a good rubber strap. Natural rubber is the way to go. If you look at things like FKM, that's something you'll read, vulcanized rubber. It's taken from the extraction of the rubber tree. It's natural. It, you'll see a good rubber strap will not accrue or accumulate the lint off your shirt or off your sweaters. And, and here's the other thing you'll actually tell. A good rubber vulcanized strap, natural rubber, smells good. <laughs> Compared to other rubber straps. I smell chemically. Uh, Less chemically. Yeah. Rubber, cheap rubber smells really poorly. And this is something you can actually see when it comes from a rubber tree and it's well made. What's a poor smell? Well, I don't know. What, what, whatever you I know smell. What? <laughs> Test it. You'll find out <laughs> which one smells better. Um, silicone is also another one. Very durable. Doesn't feel quite as premium, I find. Or luxurious, so to speak. But it's very utilitarian. Um so it's important. So you can see if you go into the luxury watch space, it's hard so that it to have put on a rubber strap that makes it look good. But you mentioned a brand earlier. I put it on my Rolex as well. What's that brand? They also own the watch brand. So probably the like the cream of the crop of all of the uh, rubber bands or silicone bands is is the brand called Everest. Yeah, they apparently. And you guys probably know more than, than me. They apparently actually make watch bands for specifically Rolex and Tudor watches. Yep. But they also make uh, now bands for other styles, like yep. I think Panerai as well. Uh, th- these yep. are extremely expensive, but ridiculously high quality. I had one. I had one on my Milgoss. It was yeah. excellent. Yeah, they're, they're a supplier. I, I, I was reading on it at one point, and they just consider supplier. So people just consider that all the rubber for Tudor and Rolex is from them. Oh, yeah. Do they make them fully in-house for Rolex? We'll or meet, do they we'll send meet. like raw material? Or We can talk to them when we meet. We're going to meet them in October when we go to watch uh, Wind Up because the people who own Everest and make Everest are also the same makers of Manta. Mm. It's the same owners. Speaking of Rolex, right? Uh, the episode we did when we were kind of maybe researching more about Rolex. Rolex is very particular. They have their own foundry where they do they, they cast their own metals. Right, yep. they do. They make their own metals. They don't. They don't get suppliers to provide them with like, ca- like different casts of different shapes. No, right? their nine hundred four so, L is theirs. Right, that alloy so is there. They actually like this. Uh, this is one of those companies that does everything zero to hundred. Nonprofit so, organization. Yeah. So then, yeah, nonprofit. Nonprofit for profit. <laughs> so if you if you apply the same logic to them getting the rubber rubber bands, probably they will make their own. I, I would think that they probably make their own bands as well. Oh yeah. They maybe take maybe some engineering or maybe they pay a fee to get the the recipe, let's say, for the for the band. But they can also make just maybe, since they don't produce that much, especially Rolex, they get it, they're not on the threshold to own their own. Sure, but it's probably a principle of like we do everything ourselves, right? It's probably not a, also if it's, if it's a small production, mm-hmm. it probably isn't that expensive to, for, especially for Rolex. Just yeah. create a little side shop that makes rubber bands, right? Just get yeah. some get some expertise from a company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to Canada. There's a watch strap company or website you can go at Strap Mill Canada. 
Strap they, milk? Strap mill, okay. like an M-I-L-L, strap mill. And um, they make a really good uh, FKM rubber strap. It's the step before wrist cheese is strap milk. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they also have um, SMC rubber, which is a professional fluorine rubber strap. That one I owned. Excellent. Um, Would I ever saw it? Yes. We did it. I had it actually on the episode when we did the Vostoks. Okay. All about Vostok. And then even Dimitri was like, fuck, this rubber strap is incredible on the Vostok. That was from Strap Mill Canada. Mm, it was milk. a super supple, um, very good smelling <laughs> rubber strap. Yeah. I am not knowledgeable at all about the different, let's say, smells or types of quality of rubber. But uh, uh, I, b- I bought um, a- an original Seiko uh, rubber strap for my SPV SP 143. Yeah. And it was, it's great. Yeah. Really oh, good. Yeah, Very yeah. comfortable. Really, really good. And I think that's silicone, to be honest. And it's really comfortable. I've had some Seiko rubber straps, the, the silicone straps. The more recent one, and the, the, not those older ones, like when they put in the Japanese version, they're really hard and uncomfortable. Those are co- with that accordion there. But they make some really nice yeah. ones too. Yeah. And then when you get into things like, and I think Hublot was one of the popular ones who did that. Hublot in the 80s were like, why can't we create a luxury watch with a rubber strap? Why can't we create something that's not so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> the old ones were nice. The old yeah. Hublots were nice. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And then last but not least, uh, well, no, in the straps before we get into bracelets, my favorite one is probably a proper sailcloth. So the sailcloth strap was made famous by the Blancpain 50 Fathoms, as you all know. You can see them on luxury watches and with executed really well. I think it's a perfect marriage for your watch, especially if you're one that is made to be um, worn in water. You can get one from Aaron or a bespoke place that will give you a beautiful sailcloth and then on the underside of it, put on leather. So while it is a synthetic material on the top or textile material on the top, you still cannot submerge it underwater. A brand that's perfect out there is Artem. They sell watches for probably $100 US uh, sailcloth um, with a synthetic material underneath. But I mean, those sailcloths are perfect. The holes uh, where the notches go through are individually finished. There's not one thread out of place. Um, the notches are perfectly cut. I think that watch is perfect for sailing or swimming. So Artem is one oh, that clothing. I put out there in the sailcloth. Oh my god! Oh my god! Next subject. <laughs> and you had some uh, bracelets you want to share? Well, right? I mean, might as well, right? Uh, we, we talked about all the straps, but uh, one of the most popular styles, and I think it's probably number one before NATO and leather, right? Is the metal bracelet? It doesn't really qualify as a strap itself, uh, but we could probably do like a quick uh, soundbite just about bracelets, right? Mm. Um, I, I did like a little kind of pass on just the types of bracelets that exist, uh, maybe the most popular ones, let's say, and I'm talking about just the steel ones, I'm not talking about precious metals at all. So let's say you can have a standard uh, three link and there's different variations of the three link bracelet. Yeah. That's probably the most classic standard one. Uh, you can have uh, a beads of rice bracelet that has just a few more interesting additional links that are shaped like grains of rice. And then you have a few that, uh, to be honest, uh, some of the most popular ones were uh, trademarked by Rolex. So you have yeah. the Jubilee. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, to be honest, that's my favorite watch strap and bracelet of all time. Yeah. Uh, then you have the Presidential. That, uh, that was a luxury thrilling bracelet from Precious Metals only, created in 1956 specifically for the Rolex uh, Day Date when it was uh, debuted in, uh, at the, in that year. 
Yeah. It's like a half, a half uh, round on one side and flat on the other side. Very, very nice, but it's only made from precious metals. That's why it's, it's a very, very, that's why it's called presidential. Then you get flat link bracelets. More Some of them were popular, popularized. Well, Oyster, yeah, Oyster. It's a flat link for Rolex, right? Oyster, Oyster is flat link three, like a three link flat link, right? But I, uh, you, you're right. I, I kind of thought also flat link uh, popularized by Omega Speedmasters back in the day, right? The original Speedmasters. Uh, then you also have uh, st- stuff like uh, uh, mesh bracelets, which are f- really fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a new Omega Seamaster that came out for the, the the latest James Bond movie, Time to No Time to Die, the, in Titanium that has like a mesh bracelet that is just unbelievably amazing. Yeah, and, and so mesh. If you want something there, I know Shark Mesh or Mesh Milanese. Milanese also, yeah. St- it, stab, stab, stab. It's German. Excellent quality ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like all of the flat link and <laughs> also flat, uh, what are the, the, what I don't know what to call the, the connector. Is it the flat lug? No, it's, it's like the Forstner style bracelets, right? The, um, so they kind of fit all kinds of watches. straight ends. Straight ends, exactly. So Forstner makes a lot of those style bracelets, yeah. vintage looking bracelets. And they also make custom made bracelets for Omegas. For like vintage omegas. Yeah, what's the difference? I was reading, what's the difference between like shark mesh and what we call mesh and uh, Milanese? Uh, Milanese, I think it's a higher grain. So, so mesh is very small grain, let's say very yep. small like links, very small yeah. pieces. I think Milanese is a bit larger, so it's more pronounced. It's almost like a pearl on strap for NATO, but like yeah. metal, right? Uh, shark mesh, I don't know. So, uh, the, 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 the main difference is like uh, saying champagne or like bubbly wine oh, oh really so it's a region so it's from milan are you whoa are you serious yeah wow. 13th century but so where's but, the shark mesh from but but <laughs> <laughs> from Sh- the shark, shark week from the shark region <laughs> of florida <laughs> but 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 the main difference uh and style wise is it's a lot more condensed on the milanese one shark mesh is a bit more uh there's space between the beads and the milanese okay. it's really tight that's what she said <laughs> so those are the two differences. If you're, you look online quickly, um, but if you say mesh for both of them, you'll be good. I just googled Milanese and it's Villa Milanese and it's just a bunch of meat. <laughs> the food. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kevin was out, so uh, you'll have to hear the podcast. I just explained the difference between Milanese and uh, shark yeah, mesh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Say so you're right. No, that's what, that's, what I, <laughs> no. that's what I said. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. You sound like a villain from a James Bond movie. I've been expecting ah, you, Mr. Bond. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a seat. <laughs> Watch me stroke my white cat. <laughs> I think that's in Home Alone. Watch me press it's, this button it's, right it's not here. Even James Bond. I think it's Home Alone. Is like, you guys give up? Never. One o- of those. Ogla- o- gladiator. You took uh, away our land, so, but you will never take away our freedom. So, Braveheart is not even Gladiator. <laughs> They're the same guys. What's the song of Jurassic Park? The Jurassic Park? It's the... Oh, that's Indiana Jones. And what's the other name for a Velcro strap? A Velcro strap? No, I don't know. A NASA strap. A NASA strap. Shut up. Shut up, you. So I guess we went through... Yeah, most traps <laughs> on <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, guys, see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I guess. I hope not, but yes. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.